Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Matthew. Hey there, faithful listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning to the P40 Ministries podcast. And I am your host, Jen here. And today we are going to be discussing Matthew chapter 27, verses 26 through 31. And we are going to be talking a little bit more about Jesus's death in Matthew here. So let's just go ahead and jump right into this and uh, discuss this chapter. And I will be reading out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible as I usually do, but you guys should read out of whatever version you prefer to read out of. Because yes, I do love the W.E.B. version. It's a great version of the Bible and I love what they did with it, but sometimes it is hard to understand at times. So if you have another version of the Bible that you primarily read out of, such as the NLT or the um, NASB or something like that, please read out of the version you are comfortable reading out of. But let's go ahead and discuss this, but also make sure to grab that cup of coffee this morning and let's go ahead and start reading. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to actually start on verse uh, 26, and we did read verse 26 last Thursday, but I want to discuss it once more again today. Then Pilate released Barabbas to them, but Jesus he had flogged and delivered to be crucified. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole garrison together against him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. They braided a crown of thorns and put it on his head and a reed in his right hand. And they kneeled down before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. They spat on him and they took the reed and struck him on the head. When they had mocked him, they took the robe off of him and put his clothes on him and led him away to crucify him. On Thursday, we talked about Pontius Pilate a little bit, and basically who that man was in history. As you remember, he was a very cruel man. He was somebody who cared very little about innocent people and would often just send people to their deaths without, without even basically hearing a, uh, a court case against them. He just didn't want to deal with it. And he was notoriously very uh, mean, basically. He was not a very nice guy. And so here, He's kind of being the same cruel person by not sticking up for the innocent man, which is Jesus. He absolutely 100% knows that Jesus is innocent. In fact, he says that in verse 24 when he washes his hands and he's like, I am uh, innocent of the blood of this righteous person or this just person. So you guys can do it is basically what he says. This is a really uh, like kind of cowardice way in a sense, to get out of um, making a decision. (laughs) But even though it is very much Pontius Pilate's uh, decision to either have Jesus killed or to release him. And so, so he, he claims he's innocent, which he's not because he's the governor and he has basically all the power of life and death in his hands. And so he sends Jesus away to be crucified because he gave in to the crowds. He didn't want another riot on his hands. He had had riots before in the past and he did, he couldn't afford to have another one. So out of fear of the people, he decides to just send Jesus to his death. 
And so it says that Barabbas was freed in verse 26, but Jesus was sent to be flogged and then crucified. So if you guys ever saw The Passion of the Christ, which you may have, I think it was a movie that came out in uh, 2004. I remember when it came out because it created such a uh, commotion within the churches and stuff like that. I remember when that when that movie came out and I was not allowed to go see it because in 2004, I was in fourth grade. <laughs> but um, I did see it later on. And yes, it was it was a very uh, disturbing movie. And it was meant to be very disturbing. It was meant to show the pain that Jesus had to endure during the last 12 hours of his life. This is sort of where the movie starts, is where Jesus is flogged. And oh my goodness, if you remember the scene where Jesus was being flogged in The Passion of the Christ and, and, and you saw the, the skin flying off of his back, that's what would happen. A person who was very skilled at flogging people in the Roman Empire would often get down past the muscles and could sometimes expose organs like kidneys. This is how nasty flogging was. Then strips of back would be exposed and stuff like that and muscle would be coming out. It was it was horrific and often times it was um, very fatal as well. But the Romans were very, very good at torture. They were excellent at keeping people alive on the brink of death. So whoever this Roman soldier was that was flogging Jesus kept him alive. And so Jesus at this point could have been in shock. He could have been uh, because who knows how bad his flogging really was. We don't know. His flogging could have been so bad that that pieces of his his back were exposed, that his muscles were exposed. And we don't know. But it was nasty stuff. It was terrible. It was painful. It was horrific. The back is a very sensitive area. If you've ever got scratched on your back, especially your lower back, oh my goodness, that hurts so bad. One time, I remember I accidentally hit my back against the edge of my table and the table scratched up along my back. Oh my goodness, that was so painful. And it didn't even cut the skin. So imagine what Jesus was going through when this flogger is flogging Jesus with these whips of bone and, and metal and whatever else was at the end of these, um, these leather straps that this flogger would use to flog Jesus, basically. Imagine how painful and terrible that was. So Jesus could have been going into shock at this point. So then after this, he's still, obviously he's still alive. And it says that the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium. And so a praetorium was basically a court area. And it was a large area, enough that it could fit about 600 soldiers in there with Jesus, which is, is, which is what's happening. It says that the whole garrison gathered together against Jesus. I never noticed that before, actually. I never noticed that the entire garrison, or probably around 600 soldiers, were in there with Jesus. And it says all of them were in there gathered against Jesus. And it says that they stripped him. And put a scarlet robe on him. So they're making fun of him. And you just have to wonder, what were these soldiers doing that they had all this time on their hands in order to go in uh, to the courthouse and make fun of Jesus for who knows how long? So this was a really nasty thing that these Romans would do. 
This was nasty. Pontius Pilate had control of all of this. He could have stopped this at any point, probably, and been like, no, never mind. But he didn't do that. He didn't care that much. He was kind of just like, okay, you know, this is out of my hands. This is your guy's problem. And that's what it is. That's, that's all Pontius Pilate did. And now his soldiers are in this courtroom with Jesus, and they're just making fun of him. And they publicly humiliate him. It says that in verse 28 that they stripped him. So now Jesus is completely naked, completely exposed. And so he's completely stripped. And it says that they ended up putting a scarlet robe on him. I believe, Luke, that actually says it was a purple robe. One way or the other, it was an expensive robe. It could have been a scarlety purple color. <laughs> but it was a robe that they found probably on one of the higher up soldiers that was a color that was typically worn by kings and princes and officers and officials and stuff like that because the colors of the purple and the red dyes back then were hard to come by. If a clothing item was purple or red, that usually meant a higher up person in some way or another. So they find a scarlet robe or a purple robe and they put it on Jesus. And it was probably from one of the officers that was in the room with him. So they put this scarlet robe on Jesus. And it says that they ended up braiding a crown of thorns and they put it on his head. And so the crown of thorns in that region, the bushy thorns was just a very thick and uh, very um, thorny kind of bush. So they're braiding these thorns, probably being careful not to cut themselves. But who knows how long all of this took? You know, how much time did these soldiers have on the, their hands? You know, that they're able to just humiliate Jesus and braid these crown of thorns and stuff like that. And so they they braid a crown of thorns. They find a thorn bush. They, uh, they, they braid it and they put the crown of thorns on his head. And then they find a reed and they put it in his right hand. So they're making fun of him. He's got a scarlet robe on now, which signifies royalty. He's got a crown of thorns on and he has a reed in his hand to assimilate a scepter, basically. And they're kneeling down, mocking him. And they're saying, hail, you king of the Jews, just mocking him, making fun of him. And they chose a scepter, of course, which was a reed that was very flimsy looking right? Because they're, they're making fun of Jesus. They're just doing everything in their power to make fun of this poor dying man who was the Messiah. And so it says now that they spit on him. So 600 men are in this room with Jesus, spitting on him, uh, making fun of him, mocking him, probably making sure that his disciples don't come and rescue him, which is probably why the entire garrison was there, because Jesus was a very popular man. Don't forget that. The entire garrison is in there making fun of Jesus, spitting on him. And uh, I think John actually mentions that they were also hitting him with their fists. So Jesus is already flogged at this point. And now he's getting spit on and he's getting beaten. And so it says here that they take the reed out of his hand and they strike him on the head with it. And you might not think that that hurts really bad, but let me just tell you, we have these long reeds that grow in my, in my backyard. And one of the days my husband and I were teasing each other and we got the reeds and we were like sword fighting with them. We were just being silly. And man, those things hurt because they're whippy. They whip you. Oh, my goodness. And so Garrett ended up whipping my hand. And I was like, ouch, that hurts. And so when when I saw this originally, I was like, well, that probably wouldn't hurt that bad. No, 
Those things hurt. Like if they were whipping Jesus with that reed, my goodness, that would have hurt, especially if Jesus already had a crown of thorns on his head and that reed was just constantly striking his head and and pushing that crown of thorns deeper and deeper. And maybe they were uh, striking him all over the face with that, that reed. Oh my goodness, that would have hurt so bad. It would have been like a whip. And so it says that they are striking him on the head with this reed. And so finally, when they have enough of mocking him, it says that they took the purple robe off of him. And who knows how long that robe was on Jesus, if the blood had gotten it, you know, stuck to his skin. And now they're ripping this robe off of him and reopening and re-exposing those wounds and everything like that. And so after this, it says that they put his own clothes back on him and then they lead him away to crucify him. So this story just goes to show you that the Jews weren't the only people who crucified Jesus. These Roman soldiers also were just crazy, ridiculously cruel to Jesus for no reason. They probably had a million better things to do than to sit there and mock Jesus. And yet they're sitting in there mocking Jesus and pretending that he isn't the king and stuff like that. But yet they're putting a scarlet robe on him and proclaiming him to be the king which is very interesting if you think about it. It's, it's almost ironic. And so they're leading Jesus away now to crucify him. I mean, this just goes to show you that everyone is guilty of Jesus's death. It didn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile. And so we shouldn't be pointing fingers at one race or another race and being like, they did this to Jesus. No, we all did. We absolutely all did these things to Jesus. And so this just shows you, this, this is a story to show how no one was innocent of Jesus's death. You know, I'm not innocent of Jesus's death. I have contributed uh, a million things to Jesus's shoulders through my own sins that he had to die for, for me. You know, I, I'm not innocent of Jesus's death. And friends, sometimes that's a very hard thing to admit. <laughs> I don't like to admit that I'm not perfect, but you know, Jesus, died for people who are not perfect. He died for every single one of us. And uh, we're going to discuss more about Jesus's death in the next coming days. So join me on Thursday for an episode out of Matthew, and we will discuss more about this at 6 a.m. or later, whenever you decide to tune into the P40 Ministries podcast. But friends, also join me for an episode out of the Old Testament. We will be discussing uh, one of the next plagues um, tomorrow at 6 a.m. as well. We are in Exodus in the Old Testament, and uh, we're we're really flying through the Old Testament right now. It's, it's a very interesting um uh, book of the Bible we're on right now, which is Exodus, are we in? Yeah, Exodus chapter 9. And in the next coming uh, weeks, I'll be having some awesome guests on the podcast, which I'm very, very excited about. I think it's going to be really great, and they're going to have a lot of really awesome insights into some of this stuff. So make sure to tune in for that and to stay tuned for all of that good stuff coming up in the P40 Ministries podcast. But friends, if you liked this episode, please rate it five stars, subscribe to the uh, podcast, and write a review. And also share it on your social media platforms. You know, we're getting into some of the most fundamental things of Christianity right now in the New Testament, which is Jesus's death and resurrection. And so share these things on your social media platform. You know, this is what we believe. This right here, Jesus's death and resurrection. This is the most fundamental beliefs of Christianity. So friends, thank you so much once again for tuning in this morning, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Happy listening and God bless.